1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas. together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all
1: things sport for Kia. The
2: new
3: Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Yes, yeah, good to be with you tonight, Badge and Sats. With you, no Woogie. He's uh, Woogie has uh, whooshed out tonight, unfortunately. Uh, feeling a little bit crook, Sats. So it's you and I and, and Brixie pushing the buttons. How are you, mate? Well, he's claiming, hello, Badge and
2: listeners. He's claiming that it's because of his first dose of AstraZeneca. Mm. And he said, I can't come into work today, I've got a third head growing off my shoulder.
3: <laughs> no, he did not. Don't start that sort of stuff. That's just what some oh. of the others want to hear. Uh, he's okay. He's okay. And uh, we expected he'll... Brixie's uh, here, well, bud. He'll be back within the next few weeks anyway. Brixie, I hope you've got a bit of time up your sleeve, mate. How are you, Brixie? No, I'm really good, Badge Sats. How are you guys? Really good. You're good, good. That's you good guys on. are, of course, in the uh, the main studio, and I'm in the uh, the Gavin Allen studio tonight. Tough man, Jed oh, uh, Legend. Uh, at home, yes, yes. The former Dragon and Bronco and Queensland... Played. Where Did he born? he play born? He played for Australia? He's from Cairns. Cairns boy. He's a Cairns boy, big Jed Allen. So um, I'm going to, I'm just going to, uh, you know, I have to come up with a, a studio named after a former player every night. So I'm going to go alphabetically. Yep. I can't think of any better way to do it.
2: Okay, I'm going to so, throw a couple so of really G quick questions. Gavin. This, is, this is basically just a screening process for, for Brixie. Okay. Yeah, mate. One word yeah. answers. Okay. Cheezles or twisties? Cheezles. Okay. Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? Pacino. Pacino.
3: Pacino. Paci- right. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, Paci- I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paciro.
2: You're wrong. Oh, what? Uh, what about uh, Beatles or Rolling Stones?
3: Beatles. Why do you have to choose? Seinfeld Why can't you or friends? like them both. Oh,
4: Seinfeld.
2: Thank you. You Two out of four. There
3: you go. Oh. What? Well, right, if we don't match
2: with you. Well, what, what was that all well,
3: it about? It doesn't come
2: back. Simple as that. If, oh. If it-
3: <laughs> wow. Gee, I- mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to go through that process every night. I'm, sh- Team- I'm a little shocked. <laughs> Teamless Tuesday, uh, some big uh, inclusions. Uh, players back, a couple missing, of course. that's The uh, the big one is now around Tommy Travojevic. Yes. He, he's He's been cleared of a cheekbone fracture. Um, we think that he should still rest, at least for this one. No, week. you think he should still rest. <laughs> They're playing the Raiders. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be pushing him. I wouldn't be rushing him back. I don't think he needs to be. Uh, playing this week. But uh, that's good news for Manly fans, isn't it? Because he is their, uh, their talisman, <laughs> no doubt at all. Um, so we'll have all the ins and outs for round... What is it? Round 23, their third last round it is of the too. NRL. Now, what Fantastic. A,
2: looking for you know, looking for fourth spot, of course. And, well, the Roosters in fourth at the moment on 30 points. Eagles on 28. And the Eagles got the Raiders, Bulldogs, Cowboys. Not a bad run home. You know, It'll be tough mm. this week against the Raiders. Eagles got yeah. the Cowboys, Storm and Panthers... Wow. And the Roosters, Dragons, Rabbitohs, Raiders. So, yeah, the Eagles have probably got the better of the three runs home.
3: Raiders have got a fullback back in their side as well. It's Klukstar back? Nickel Nicol oh. named in Jersey 14. So a bit like uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, probably going to take a, a week or two or three to yep. get himself um, exactly right. Of course, he's coming back from a serious neck injury, but that's, uh, that could help their chances. Badge, would you play
2: him in the centres? To get him some game uh,
3: time. Well, he's played centre and wing. Yeah. He could. Um, I don't know how Ricky's going to use him. No, I'm just not sure what mm. he's going to do. He might just wait and see and give him, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes in the back end of the game if that's what he thinks he needs. He might get rushed on early if they have a back, uh, a back injured. So they've also got Matt Frawley named there in the seventeen too. and of course he's a five eight. So. See how that one plays out. I we've got a good uh, good chat coming up with uh, a a young bloke, youngish bloke. He's spent a lot of time at the Dragons because now he's a warrior. You and can Sets. Yeah. I always thought um, he was going to end up in
2: the back row. It's going to be interesting to see you? whether he, se- he sees himself in the back row. Yeah, I just think he's yeah. a very good player, strong runner. It just Some of his skills are very limited when it comes to being a centre and, and how you've got to be able to transfer the ball from... You know, whether it's inside, outside, fullback, wing, centre, whatever it may be. So, yeah, it's I'm going to be interesting to see whether that's going to be his future or whether he sees himself going back into the centre position. Yeah,
3: he's going all right. He's going right at the Warriors in the back row. What's he been there for a month now, three or four weeks in, yep. a, in the weeks. second row? Uh, Chris Nelson will have our latest uh, Racing Queensland news and plenty more. Let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Now, what's going on with this Parramatta coaching job? Again, so There's that's... a fair
2: bit with, that's going on with Parramatta at the moment. One is mm. on the field, and the other one is off the field.
3: And when you're losing, when you're losing, <laughs> everything is laid bare, or the people searching for. Well, drums. the one off the
2: field may be causing the concerns on the field, but it's been right. reported. Uh, Brent Reid is saying this this may happen. He hasn't said this is definitely possibly happening. We know that Brad Arthur's got another year to go on his contract, and I mean, if they go in straight sets in the finals and you've got the Penrith Panthers and Storm in the last two rounds as well. He's still going to come under a lot of pressure, Brad Arthur. And I I, I still believe he's the right man for the job at Parramatta for a number mm. of reasons, which I'll get to. But um, Brad Fittler has been linked to potentially replacing him at Parramatta. And we all know what? that well, Brad Fittler has, has gone on record and said that he would like to go back into the, the NRL coaching ranks. We know that he had a, a stint at the Roosters for a couple of seasons, not long after he retired, mind you, and – and um
3: Yeah, it's probably to, a bit early. Yeah, fair it? to
2: say it was too early. And I think he'd be the first to to um to say that also. one of the great images was during a game, Freddie just leaning against uh one of the benches in the coach's box eating a muffin during the game. <laughs> <laughs> As you <he> would. <laughs> that's just Freddie. You know, but, um, but he laid back. Yeah, you know, he's he's matured a lot in the coaching ranks. Of course he's had great success at origin level. And but be careful what you wish for if that's actually true that he wants to go back in NRL mm. land when you know, uh, I think Freddie Fittler, I know, Badge, once you're a coach, you're always a coach, um, and especially when you've had a taste of it. But I really th- see Freddie would play a really good role. Like, like I think these roles moving forward, we're seeing a fair bit of it now that's starting to emerge in rugby league. You know, Mao Meninga plays that role at the Titans as what they call the cultural manager. But, he's also, but what we know is he's there because he's a tremendous recruiter. And I think Freddie would play a really good role in recruitment at a club when you're trying to bring key players to your club. I think mm. Freddie will play an amazing role of that. And you've got to remember, Parramatta, when you look at on-field form at the moment, but Michael Jennings is gone. Um, of course, Reed Marnie's gone. Um, yeah, he's out for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, so league. strike centre. Campbell
3: Gillard. Reed Campbell Gillard's gone until the until the finals.
2: Yeah, personally, myself, I'd be moving Clint Gutherson to six. And I'll be moving Dylan Brown to one. and. You might say there's a fullback badge, and say, "Hang on a sec, you know, he probably never played one before, and he probably hasn't." But I just feel as though that, for him to in the future, for him to be a really good number six, I think he needs to have a different look at a better look at the game, mm. be able to sit behind the line Perhaps. and see when the opportunities arise, and when he does go back up in the front line, he'll be aware of it. He'll be a lot more mature for it. I, mm. I think, he, I think his running game would improve with it, and I think Clint Gutherson in the front line would have the ability to, to basically restructure their not only their attack but. Restructure their defense as well, but coming back to brad fitlow i i don't know i I think it's one of those things that be careful what you wish for badge
3: i you yeah, look i think. Freddie's an outstanding uh, representative coach with the Blues and, and for some people that suits them more than everyday coaching, club coaching. And, but Mal, Mal is very similar in that he, he got thrown into or he, he jumped into the coaching very early with the Raiders yeah. and it didn't work. Um, there's been plenty of others that they go in for a few years, just, t- just too young and too early and too close to the playing group sometimes. Um, but but not the case now that, that Freddie's had had that early stint at the uh, at the Roosters. But I just wonder, well, I still think there's probably an apprenticeship to be done coaching a, a side or sides all year round. Mm. It's a completely different beast than representative coaching, which he does extremely well. But Mal is Mal's the greatest rep coach, certainly. Queensland, uh, state of origin coach, we've seen when you look at the figures. Um, you could make, mount a case, of course, for Wayne Bennett, who's, who's done it on a number of occasions and pulled off that great win last season but to win 11 series out of 12 or 10 no 9 out of 10 or whatever it was and um, he's just great in that that role Freddie is the same I don't know that he has the right credentials if they if they're even looking at him uh, has he to be to take the the punt on putting him straight in there as the top grade coach I I, I just don't know so
2: yeah it'd be interesting to see I I mean it's a tremendous it's a tremendous job isn't it coaching at representative level you get the sit back and just have an over- overarching view of what your programs and your systems are looking like coming through all your development programs into origin and um, and then people say you only coach for eight weeks you coach for longer than that because you're talking to your players constantly the players that are make up a, a large variety of that group but i think when mal steps down from the australian kangaroos job i think that's brad fitler's next job I think yeah, he'd be an amazing Australian coach.
3: I, I think I think so. I, I really think so. Yeah, it's, he, he's um he's just made for that level. He understands what what makes players tick and what's needed at that at that elite level. Um, mm. because it is not as easy as just turning up and some people think oh they're the best players just uh, just point them in the right direction, just make sure the bus driver gets them to the ground. It's <laughs> definitely not there's definitely not a lot more to it than that. So um, now, what's this other this other news around? It's the far Parramatta more serious news, ba- badge. perhaps. <laughs> disarming no, at the No,
2: Don't laugh, okay? You're, you're trying to use this as a, as some of your very rare comedy, and it's not a f- laughing matter, Gary, because it's being reported. What do you mean rare? Well, <laughs> come on, let's be let's be honest. You're not a funny man, but anyway,
3: um, mm, it's. Been, Coming from you, I'm I'm definitely insulted. Hey,
2: listen, Adrian from Dural calls me a comedic genius. So Uh, the people have spoken. There you go.
3: We know who Adrian really is. Now, so
2: more near serious news. Uh, It's been reported there's a rift over the division of hotel rooms in the Parramatta squad. And it's causing disharmony from all reports. Yeah, exactly, Oprah. You know exactly where they're coming from. Because when all the rooms were allocated to the players – and if this is true, this is comical. But um, when all the rooms were allocated to players before families came up, yeah, you know, the most senior players, the the uh, the, the players that had um, a lot more seniority and experience, were given some of the the bigger rooms with balconies and fresh air, whatever it may be. Now that when the wives and girlfriends and children have arrived, some of those players who aren't as senior as the other ones, the lesser mm. players in the squad, have are in a small room with no fresh air, no balcony. You know, one or two kids in that room as well. Oh. And from all reports, they're they're saying that some of the players have asked the other players to say, "Hey, do you want to give up your room?" The more senior player says, "No, I'm staying in this room because I can." And yeah. this has caused a division
3: throughout oh. the squad. Oh. Serious See, stuff. See,
2: far more pressing circumstances, badge than whether you're winning yes. games or
3: not. Well, you know, you need to have a happy squad. You do. You do. And, There's two uh, ways
2: to look at this. It's either when they allocated the rooms, knowing that the family's going to come, whoever has done the allocation of the rooms has done a really bad job, a really poor job. Mm. Or the other part of the argument is, I wouldn't mind hearing from the listeners here, 0477 736 736. Should the families be very fortunate that the NRL are willing to fly them to spend every day with their partner while he's playing and more or less say, well, we're gonna put up with it because we'd rather be here than at home without them.
3: Maybe they didn't know what they were getting into. Mm. Small room, couple of kids, or it's it's heavy stuff. Anyway, uh it, actually anyway, give us a call, zero four double seven seven three six, seven three six, sorry, a text especially if you've been into quarantine tell us what it's like. I, I, we've talked to a couple of Olympians. I spoke to a friend today who was involved with the Cookaburras uh, who's in quarantine day 8 out of 14 and he said you know it's um, it's pretty tricky. It's not it's not that easy and, and he said couldn't imagine doing it with uh with two, three, four people in your yeah. room. So um yeah, maybe there's a bit more to it. Um former power player James Maloney has announced he's retired. Um Paramount, yeah, he was, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? Played everywhere, six club. Age of age of 35, he's at Le Catalan in uh, the English Super League. He's finally pulling up stumps at 35.
2: Tremendous player um, and also a real character off the field as well. I, I, I was listening to a couple of interviews today and people have said, oh, he's always going to be remembered as one of the true characters. Well, I think he's more than that. He's been a tremendous player, Badge. He went to the Warriors. They played in the grand final in 2011. Such is the effect that he has on teams. Went to the Roosters year one 2013 wins a comp, goes to the Cronulla Sharks wins a comp in 16, goes to Penrith has this young young kid coming through called Nathan Cleary who would have he would have been the perfect mentor for him as well and who knows what effect he's had on Nathan Cleary in his career but um, if he's had any effect he's definitely showing that now Nathan Cleary so he's he's been a tremendous competitor I remember he got called in for game two for Origin might have been 19 correct me if I'm wrong but but when he didn't pick for game one, they interviewed him and asked him the question. And he actually said publicly, he said, oh, I don't know, well, Freddie must have lost my number. And you love that honesty mm. about him. You love it. Yep. But again, he was one of those clutch players that was always brought in to try and fix a problem.
3: What do you think about this? One year at Melbourne, 2009, then yep. three years at the Warriors, mm-hmm. three years at the Roosters, two years the Sharks, two at Penrith, and two at Catalan Dragons. What What does that tell you? Is he just, he's a man in demand? He's a gunslinger. Or... Or everyone gets sick of him after a couple of seasons, as we have heard. I in think the it's past. a bit of both. It can be a bit of a pest. So the gunslingers <laughs> yes. a lot of that
2: also they come in, they clean up the town, and then they just said, "Listen, you need to get on your horse and keep going straight yeah. through town. So, but what a tr- ah, what a him. tremendous teammate! I've just heard such, you know, glowing praise of um of how great he was as a as a teammate on and off the field.
3: Mm. So he he, he started at the Melbourne Storm when he finally got into first grade at twenty three. Yeah, two thousand nine. So yeah, not um. It, that was pretty late compared to some, and uh, and hung around for close to three hundred games. Um, good on you, well done, James Maloney. Uh, what else? That's uh, Andrew Feda. This is more serious than we at first thought. It mm. sounds like without the quick intervention of uh, medical staff, he he um he could have died with this uh this his airway starting to close over, cross larynx, whack in the larynx. Yeah. Yeah. was
2: David Clemer and and Newcastle players have been cleared of of any wrongdoing. Um, but it was the elbow of David Clemmer they're thinking just as Clemmer was taking a hit up and Fafita involved in the tackle and yeah, as you're saying, if it wasn't for the quick intervention on the sideline with the paramedics, they rushed him to Brisbane Hospital, his airway started to close and hence why he's been put in an induced coma, that's Mm. He's having surgery today. I'm led to believe, but yeah. um, the, the fractured larynx, and while it was while the airway started closing, that's why the induced comb was brought in, just to be able to minimise all that swelling and.
3: Oh, well, he was stressing out too. Yeah, so I think I put him in a comb and put a, probably put a tube down and just make sure that he could he could uh, breathe. Yeah, you know, I was a I was heavy stuff.
2: I was um, talking to a couple of couple of mates who are at the game, at Redcliffe on the weekend. They said. The how loud he was, how distressed he was, and how loud he was trying to scream, and you could hear, you know, how it is affecting oh. him. The injury they said it was—it was, it was blood curdling.
3: Oh, yeah. not good at all. A couple of other things: are Connor Watson's manager uh, and the Knights and the Roosters have confirmed that he is going back to the Chooks. Yeah, two-year deal. Two-year deal for less money is what I read. Well,
2: he's obviously looking at the Roosters and thinking that. They're more of a chance of winning a comp than the Knights are. And um, maybe that's the case. I mean, they're trying to re-sign Joey Manu, who's going to take up a huge chunk of their salary cap. Mm. Uh, maybe they're resigned to the fact that Joey Manu may be going. I, I, I think he'll stay at the Roosters, um, Joey Marnie for less money. Um, but in saying that, it's a good signing for for the Roosters. And But the next question, I, I don't like it that he's leaving the Knights because I want mm. the Knights to be strong. We've got a lot of Knights listeners. And I think Connor Watson's done a great job. The question's always been, what position does Connor play? I, he's always been that great utility value. But I think with the game moving forward and the way the number 13, the lock forward, is coming back into that old traditional style lock forward, I look when he starts Connor Watson. They're a completely different side in Newcastle. I think they start with a lot more energy. They last a lot, ask a lot more questions. I think moving forward, he'd actually be a really good 13 badge. Play that role mm. like Victor Radley does and Cam Murray and Jake Trebojevic.
3: Yeah, fine player. He's, he's, he's a 13, or a 6, or a 9, or a 1. He can kind of go anywhere, can't he? Uh, and uh, Shane Richardson, who's involved with one of the bid teams for this new um, Brisbane uh, licence that we believe is going to happen uh, soon, 2020, for 2023 or 2024, he says the NRL can't afford to sit back and allow COVID to stop league from growing in Queensland because it, it could let the AFL expand its reach.
0: I, I, I really believe that you know what we've got to do is take the AFL head on. But um, they've opened up a, an academy and a, and a, 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 their operations in Springfield, the west of Ipswich, is in the heart of rugby league. Uh, I think I think that you know now's the time to inject a whole lot of different um, feeling within the game and different things to talk about and different opportunities. Uh, I don't buy into the attitude that there's not enough players to go around. I, I've spent my life building up clubs from. From a zero base to, to winning premierships and, and, I, and, I, and I, you did that by bringing in players who needed the opportunity and, and were given the opportunity and there's a lot of players in the competition now and there'll be a lot more and the final piece of the puzzle is that you know we really need to expand our pathways in Queensland and help the QRL to grow participation rates and, and to battle against the AFL push there. So I think a 17th team would be nothing but a positive for the but the state and positive for the game in general.
2: Can't agree more than taking on the AFL if you're a rugby league fan, especially through the Western Corridor. Can't agree more in relation to, I don't buy into that there's not enough players. You've just mm-hmm. got to recruit really wisely and have a really good coach that's willing to to continually grow players from from the bottom up. So I do agree with him there and... It mm. makes sense are through you- the Western Corridor there that it's, it's got to be fought head on.
3: Are those um, negotiations or the the, the the final conversations between those uh, groups that are trying to get the licence sets, are they happening soon? We yeah, within we, the next couple us, of babe, weeks, really- Badge. Yeah, okay. And whether that it's is.
2: 2023, 2024, I think all bids would say that they're ready to go in 2023. Um, mm. But if it needs to be 2024, so be it.
3: Righto, I think we all agree that, um, yeah, we're ready for expansion. This is Sports Day for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. We're going to have a chat with a, uh, a young warrior, Ewan Aitken, next, waiting for a, a chat with us on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, there was a time when we were going to, we'd introduce this bloke as a St George of Warra Dragon Centre. Now we're uh, we've got him on the line. Warriors back rower, can you believe it? You and Aiken. G'day, you and how are you, mate?
5: Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. How are you?
3: Good, good. How does that sit with you? Uh, back rower, are you there to stay? <laughs> you enjoying it, and you you reckon you're there to stay?
5: Um, well definitely in the short term. I think they want me to be there, so definitely to the end of the year. But I think after the year, we'll... We'll sit down um, and Nathan Brown and have a chat about what we want to do moving forward. But um, obviously, I think my preferred position is in the centres. I think playing that over the last six, seven years. So I, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, but just sort of what works with the team and all that sort of thing has to go into it as well. So, yeah, we'll definitely have a discussion around it.
3: Had you, had you played there before in the middle in any role uh, in the forwards or <coughs> close, closer to the middle where you have to do that much extra defence on the big blokes?
5: There was one time uh, for the Dragons in round three last year against Flores, actually, i uh, come off the bench and played, like, the last 20 minutes in the middle, um, just to cover positions. But um, other than that, I hadn't played back row since uh, F G Ball. Right. No. How'd <laughs> you go with the conditioning? Um, we, uh, I'm getting better, actually, I think. Not too bad, though, considering. The first um, 30 minutes against the Tigers, all we did was defend, so... I was a master I was hanging out that in that game, but um, I sort of come good towards back end of the games. And obviously, playing eighty minutes in the back row, you sort of get through a fair bit of work too.
2: Yeah. Now everyone thought that the club would just capitulate when when Roger two of two left, but it seemed to have really galvanised the group. You and what do you put that down to?
5: Yeah, I think everyone was just riding us off in terms of how we're going to perform and for the rest of the year. And obviously, we've got all the reasons to um, sort of seem like we want to give up and all that sort of thing but I think we just want to prove that we're all here to win and all here motivated to play and, and play some good football and I think we're just come together a bit more as a team and everyone sort of knows that they've got to put a bit to the team to make sure we win so I think it's just made to an individual step up and um, it's been good for the team overall.
3: Have you have you spoken at all about how important each week is or, or is that off the radar don't, don't think about don't think too far down the track?
5: Yeah, no, nah, well, for me personally, I think that, and it hasn't really been talked about too much, but obviously it's in the back of their minds that, yeah, we're just trying to take each game as it comes, because don't get too far ahead of yourself, because um, each week's important, each game's um, important too, especially coming up Broncos this week, and they've been um, playing some good football, they're probably unmarking not win against the Roosters last week, so yeah, mm. definitely got to come out there and um, build pressure early and hold the ball and get our kicking game right, and we'll be right.
3: Yeah. Well, this group that you're with, that the Warriors, has probably you've had more experience than anyone else about being locked down and isolated and away from home. And um, is there much that has been passed on to you? Do you how do you see that dynamic working in the group? Um, you know, do they are, are, there, are there things that they're doing that you kind of didn't expect to to cope with? Um, you know, being so far from home.
5: Um, yeah, but definitely. A few of the um, New Zealand boys are probably missing their families and that, especially a couple of single walk guys that don't have any immediate family over here. Um, but obviously, the club's done a really good job in um, trying to keep everyone happy and, and roll has put us up in some nice places in some nice areas, so definitely helped with the transition. But, um, yeah, obviously, it's a bit of a difficult situation because they're struggling to even get back home after the season, the New Zealand yeah. boys. So um, hopefully they can find a spot in quarantine and get home to see their family and we can move on from there. But, yeah, it's definitely a, a challenging one, but like everyone that's faced with a lot of adversity through COVID it's just something we've just got to roll with
2: what are the the plans at season's end you and for yourself because I'm, I'm imagining you haven't seen the Warriors facility yet because you would have transferred when the players were in the country and whether it's the first week in October that your season finishes or whether it's going to be before will you go straight to New Zealand or will you stay in Australia and then plan your move over
5: yeah it looks like at this stage we won't even be able to get into New Zealand anytime soon especially the rest of this year because um, their quarantine's booked out till November. Oh. So, um, yeah, so at this stage, it looks like we'll probably stay in Queensland. Uh, I've got a good family up here, so um, we'll try to work out something out here. Because at this stage, there's no real point in going back to New South Wales because it's probably going to be in lockdown.
2: Yeah. Now, back on the field, and we spoke about Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, a young player that came to the club from the Broncos. And You know I'm talking about Reese Walsh, and he got to spend some time with Roger, obviously. Did you think he was going to have an impact the way he has so early on in his career?
5: Um, Yeah, there was a couple of training sessions early when he came to the club that really impressed everyone here, so um, we just once we seen him train, we just knew he had that extra factor and and talent, and at such a young age, we knew there was plenty of room to to grow and develop, so he's come along a long way already so far, early in his career, and there's only the weeks and bounds of progress to make as he gets older.
3: Mm. Tell us about Brownie as a coach, Nathan Brown. We've seen him uh, before he went overseas to coach in England, now that he's back, and uh, but we don't see, uh, you know, I don't see or hear a hell of a lot of him. But obviously, he's doing a a good job. How do how do you um, how do you enjoy his coaching?
5: Yeah, he's quite a calm coach. He's um, he's, he's pretty smart. He's got um, a few tactics up his sleeve, and um, the way he plays, and I think he's pretty smart. But uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely not a coach that's going to gonna blow up too much. Well, I haven't seen that yet, so. Um, well, I don't you know whether it's got him it got or is just. You
3: haven't seen him slapping Trent Barrett back in the day. I <laughs> know,
5: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I think the way, the way he does stuff in terms of making sure people know they're doing some, something wrong is through video sessions and highlighting areas in that sort of sense. So, um, yeah, get the tear blow up, but it might happen sooner rather than later.
3: Well, you got to keep getting your stuff together. All right, Brisbane Broncos, this Sunday, you haven't got a bad run home, but. Um, the Brisbane Broncos this Sunday at Suncorp, you must uh, feel as though uh, there's another chance um, if you play well enough to get two points.
5: Oh, definitely, um, yeah. So Broncos have been playing some decent football. Obviously got the home field advantage, but um, yeah, it's definitely a team that we can beat and um, I feel like um, we'd be disappointed if we didn't get a win. But um yeah, it's definitely a vital game for our season. We just need to keep winning games to make sure we can get into the top eight. But um, yeah, so one game at a time and and hopefully he'll end up at Suncourt this weekend.
2: Now, he's, he's firmly becoming one of my favourite players, Josh Curran, Ewan. And, uh, but I also look at him and think, he reminds me a little bit of Jake Trebojevic. Yeah, he plays a little bit like him, but Jake Trebojevic has got a sloppy rig, and it looks as though that Josh Curran has a sloppy rig as well. Is that the case?
5: <laughs> yeah, <mud> guts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he's... Um He's got a, a really high work rate, Josh. He's been playing some great football. He's a, he's a competitor. Um, yeah, his guts don't look like he's a, an athlete, <laughs> but um, yeah, he certainly <laughs> uses, makes it used to um, put the weight behind him. And uh, he's been running some great lines and offloading footy and creating some chances for our team. So uh, Josh is doing a great job. Yeah, he's I, still young, still plenty yeah. of time to grow and develop as a football player as well.
2: I think he's going to be a great 13, actually, later on when he learns the game a little bit more with with, um, with his uh, ability to transfer the ball, whatever it may be. but off the field, and you're in quarantine, much golf getting played. Are you a golfer?
5: Yeah, I've just started up golf a bit this year. We, um, me and a few of the boys in Terrible are going to Shelley Beach quite regularly um, to play a bit of golf. Um, I didn't get to bring my golf clubs up because of the lack of um, gear that we're allowed to take on the plane, but um, hopefully I can get them up soon and allow them over and have some bit more golf up here in Golgotha.
2: Many of the Kiwi boys, are they, are they golfers or?
5: Um, actually, yeah, a few of them are actually quite talented. Um, yeah, Jermaine um, in our team is really talented golfer, and he can rap as well, and, and play football. So he's a talented guy. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, cool. He's got everything covered. Hey, do yeah. you get much time off? They're not uh, they're not at you twenty four seven, are they? While you while they've got you, um, you know, all in in the same hotel
5: um yeah that's the coaches probably like that because they can call a video session whenever they like so <laughs> um but um no they've been pretty good we've we've had to sort of lay down the rules because it, it is sort of our homes they can't be calling sessions all, all hours of the day but um yeah we're still still pretty full on with footy and all that sort of thing we've been training Billy bears they've been um kind enough to let us use their footy field for training so shout out to them but um yeah so everything's gone pretty smoothly
3: Mm. Well, well, you and you, um, we're looking at your draw now. The, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Titans. So, if you get three from three, there's every chance uh, that you'll be finding yourself in the eight. So, um, doable, I'm sure, mate. You must feel that um, I keep saying it, don't look too far ahead, but that is doable. There's a possibility.
5: Yeah, 100%. That's, that's the plan. That's all. Everyone wants to play finals footy, everyone wants to win. So, it'd be great to have a, um, a run home. With, with three straight wins and, um, yeah, getting to the finals and in finals footy, anything can happen. So. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Before we let you go, Ewan, we called the game when you uh, you beat the Cronulla Sharks and you, you basically just shook Will Chambers off like a rag doll and scored that very important try. Now, on the way back, did you just let him know or not?
5: <laughs> nah, I just chucked him into the wink. I didn't let him know that um <laughs> it's not really in my game. I I'm, I'm probably someone to let him know after the game when we've won, uh, when we're game's still on the line. It's um better just keep your mouth shut.
4: Yeah, true.
3: right mm. Right, well mate, we uh, we do appreciate your time on uh, on sports day and we know uh you know it's pretty difficult in lockdown, but um yeah, we uh we hope you get through okay the next three weeks and then we might See the Warriors uh, with an unexpected spot in the final, mate. Good luck, and thanks for joining us, Ewan.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
3: Rightio. you Ewan Aiken there. Sat three weeks ago, dead set. They th- we thought they were gone. I oh, know. They, six- they won three in a row. Must three have more some good you spirit. Never know. He's
2: doing a good job, Brownie.
3: Yes, yes, mm. and, a, and a decent run home. Uh, not, uh, not the most difficult, that's for sure. This is Sports Day for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Let's take a break. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed.
4: Now, Hot Topic time.
3: Yeah, let's get into this, Scotty Sattler. There's, There's been plenty of recent criticism of referees. Is it justified? Well... I don't
2: know, Badge. I, I, I don't know whether it's justified or not. I think the referees have been getting some wrong, to be quite honest. Um, there have been coaches, like you've said, that have a fair bit to say over the last uh, two weeks especially. And I think in some of the cases, they've actually got a case to answer, Badge. And mm. I'll just go back to a, – a, oh, actually, I'll mention it just after this – around inconsistencies. And I touched on this last night in relation to rugby league and inconsistencies. But incons- inconsistencies. But this is what the four NRL coaches had to say.
5: 9-2 penalties again. Not late, not high, but on report and a try taken away from us at a crucial point in the game. There's things in the game we we, we need to do better. I'm not, not certainly not hiding, hiding that fact, but it's happened all year.
2: There's some things going on out there today that just made life really hard for us. There's some tough decisions on us today. Consistency has to be there. If you're going to call it, then call it every single game, every single week. It happens every single game, every single week. You've got to have the kahunas to make a call there. You know, if they're going to do it in that game, then we'll see it every single game. Yeah, and those coaches were, of course, Trent Barrett, Josh Hannay, Trent Robinson, were those three of those coaches yeah, who were look, um, complaining.
3: It's a difficult situation for them. Of course, often in the the heat of the battle, they go into their press conference and they've had stuff that has gone against them. I was particularly feel for Josh Hannay because they were really, I thought, robbed with that, that call on... Uh, uh, Penalised for dragging Bradman best into the in goal area. That was an absolute. Shock. Badger, I thought
2: Trent Barrett was also. A time. I, I thought he made a really good point when Edward Cossey uh, he he dropped the ball before Siena Katoa made high contact with him. Katawa hmm. he drops the ball. Katawa makes contact with the head. Fair enough. But the the Bulldogs pick up the ball. They score in the left hand corner. But it's brought yeah. back to put well, Katawa on on report. I, I I don't see the reasoning behind that. Award well. the try. Still put him on report.
3: I was told in no uncertain terms by our resident referee, Mark Raybrook that that's exactly what should have happened, the way they did it. Um, Now, the response, though, uh, he got a bit fired up. One of the most respected figures in the game at his weekly um, chat about all the, uh, the, and review of the games, head of football, Graeme Ennersley.
4: Some of the level of criticism that's been coming about match officials after games, I think is over the top. Uh, and I think it's unjustified. It's kind of overwhelming, the post-match commentary about what's happening in games. You know, we're not hearing anything about the 20 handling errors on average per game. We're not hearing anything about the 60 missed tackles on average per game. We're not hearing anything about the 30 ineffective tackles on average per game, or the 10 line breaks on average per game that teams are conceding. We're not hearing anything about that. And each one of those incidents... I would say to you, has a far greater impact on the outcome of the game than one or two refereeing decisions that might be about, arguable about whether they were right or they were, they're were they wrong. Frankly, it's just rubbish and, um, and it's not worthy of the people who make those comments. I
2: haven't heard him as aggressive as that, Graham Ansley, for a long time, badge he's yeah, quite he a placid in, He guy, went in armed, armed with some
3: information, didn't yep. he? Some stats and... Uh, I just want to know what our listeners think, 0477736736. Uh, did they deserve to be cut a bit of a break, a bit of slack there, the referees? Because they're not going to get it wrong, not going to get it right every time. And we've got plenty of checks and balances, but I can see there still are plenty of fans and, and coaches that are fired up. So yeah, yeah shoot us a text, Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six is all the recent criticism Of Referees Justified. Sports Day for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Back soon.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive car of the year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. He's a regular every week and he's just come back from a naughty weekend. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland.
3: How are you?
1: Oh, very well, thanks, Sats. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening's badge, and uh, no Gee. such luck on that front either. Sorry, no,
3: guys, bringing your step today. Can't yeah. you hear it in his voice, Sats? A little He's fresh. Feeling, right? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> fresh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, uh, Queensland is Racing. The action continues this week at Doom and Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, regionals as well, Twilight Racing. Uh, it's all happening, Chris. Um, what can you tell us about this week? Well,
1: it's, you've pretty much stolen my thunder there, Sats. Uh, <laughs> Doom tomorrow. Uh, Rocky on Thursday, I'll throw that one in Ipswich on Friday Saturday we're back to Eagle Farm and the Gold Coast And as you mentioned, Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone But something you didn't mention there We do race at Cairns on Saturday And it's the first uh, Saturday of the Cairns Carnival And the Cairns New Market will be run The following Saturday is the Cairns Cup And then we're back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon So another full week of racing Not only in the southeast, But right up and down the coast
3: Chris, do we find the similar horses in the Townsville Cup head up to the Cairns Cup, or is it, is it, is it different ways, oh, different distance? or?
1: Some do, but the majority probably won't. It's just a little bit further. Um, You'll find a lot of the rocky ones go to Townsville. Uh, They'll go through the Rocky Carnival to the Townsville Carnival. When you get to Cairns, probably not as many. Uh, more of the local horses will go around in the Cairns Cup.
3: Mm. Well, there's plenty happening, isn't there, because... Queensland's open for business and it's all happening on the racetrack.
1: Certainly is, guys. And uh, on that note, we're open for business. And I've got a tip for you tomorrow at, uh, at Doombin. And we're going to really? wait until the last race. And I've written everything down here but the number of the horse. But well, I think it's number three <laughs> uh, Chompers. Chompers, that's cool. Now, Chompers is with Tony Gollan. Used to be trained uh, in New South Wales. Jim Byrne will take the ride. Had one start and it was a very good win at the Gold Coast. Uh, three wide, no cover early on. Just seemed to strike a flat spot at about the 500 metre mark. Looked to be in trouble. Was ridden along, was pushed six deep on the home turn. And then I love the way the horse knuckled down late, ran home over the top of the leader. So I think it will take a lot of benefit from that first run in Queensland. Tony Goliathen, Tony Goliathen, Tony Gold-Glenn would have certainly brought him on. And from gate number one with the rail out uh, a fair way tomorrow, I think Chompers will be hard to beat in that last race. And I think it's number three, guys, but don't quote me on that. Check your form, guys
2: i watch with interest. You had a win last week, didn't you? I think it was Thursday last week. Uh,
1: we had a win Wednesday. We had a Wednesday, we that was one it. Of the special, we got one of the specials home on Saturday, which was Royal Hale. The other one ran second, unfortunately, glorious ruby. But we'll back up this week and see how we go, guys.
2: Good stuff. Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, talked to you in, in, uh, on Thursday.
1: Look forward to it.
3: Yep. We've got some uh, some texts here. We, we we do apologise because we've uh, we had so much on the show. Sometimes we don't get to enough of your texts. So let's get into them. Sats, what do you got?
2: Yeah, ones we do not get to, we'll uh, we will chase up those uh, a little bit later on. And, um, we spoke about Freddie Fittler and the and the Parramatta potential coaching job. I'm just hearing that um, no one from Parramatta has actually contacted him about that as well. So it's only speculation no. at the moment. Yeah. But why would Freddie be making – wouldn't Freddie be making good money at nine at the moment? This is from Toronto Rod. Sterlow may be more of a chance to coach to para. Yeah, great job at Channel 9, doing the origin. It's pretty good
3: gig. But it's but it's not always – you know, he might have other um, aspirations. And yep. uh, while he's young enough and bold enough, get in and have a crack. So uh, we haven't heard anything official yeah. about that yet. It's now, you spoke really about people being rumor. in
2: isolation, Badge, and Danger says – it's like Long Bay. It's the same as 14 days in hospital or 14 days inside. Just ask Woogie. Now, I'm not sure whether Woogie has actually been to jail. Danger. I'm pretty sure I you don't have. know if
3: that's, what he, that's not what he I'm meant. I'm pretty sure you it, have. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um,
2: I know. Sporty Gav talks about Terry Madison, how brilliant of a player he was under Wayne Bennett. We spoke about the Wayne Bennett 13, of course, mm, last night. Last uh, Adrian, night. Ag- Adrian, we read this out last night. Jared Croker, he believes he's cooked. He's getting ragged old. He's getting older, but he's still a pretty good player. Now, we spoke about the Parramatta this this huge, I suppose, um, wedge that's occurring in the Parramatta playing group around Perhaps. room allocations. Rumoured,
3: P- rumoured.
2: We're going to play with it, but so. Badge sats and the ring in. That's your new nickname, Brixie, the ring in. I'll take that. <laughs> Welcome to the age of the entitled league player. Not only are they put up in five star accommodation, they still find a chance to win. This is from Sean. Those who win should have to go to work for a plumber or a sparky and see what real work is. Well, it's a pretty good argument there, Sean. And we know the Melbourne Storm still use that philosophy and methodology around their players, don't they? They send them out mm. into the workforce and get them to play as well, uh, get yeah, them to work as well. they do. Yeah. They do.
3: Look, I'm sure it's not all roses when they're when they're locked in their hubs and and in their rooms. But I thought they've got. They think they've got a bit more freedom now uh, to get around. Well, they can and, go, to, they uh, go to
2: dinner. They can go to cafes. They just can't go to licensed right. venues.
3: Exactly. So they can mm. still uh, they can go to the beach if they're on the Sunshine Coast or the Gold Coast. They can they can do stuff. Go and play golf and whatever else. So it's not all. It's not all locked away, but if you're in a small room most of the time with, uh, with a family, not just with your partner, it can be tricky. I've got to admit that That could be, that could be tricky.
2: Mm. Mm. We'll get some of your text messages a little bit later on before we go to the break, but re- refs deserve all they get. 9 1 penalty count against the Sharks, and most 50 50 calls badge go against them too. That's from Neil.
3: Yeah, they had a rough night, didn't they, the Sharks? Yeah. Radio, badge and sats it is. Keep those texts coming, 0477736736. We're coming to you live from the Gavin Allen Studio Sports Day for the all-new Kia Niro electric SUV range. Available as a hybrid, plug-in hybrid or full electric.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game?